Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says for the next hour. I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome, everyone, to the Tory Says Show. I'm your host, Tory. Today is Thursday, February 7, 2019. So it's been two days since the State of the Union, and we are watching the radical left implode. We are observing some insane commentary. Today's theme is insanity. This morning, I have been uh, bombarded by alerts from Fox News on my Facebook watching pressers and announcements from uh, radical leftists about the border wall. We're talking Ilhan Omar, Ocasio, Rashida, and some other crazy women literally crying at microphones, crying and wiping tears and speaking a whole lot of nonsense. The disrespect we see coming from them towards the sitting president of the United States is beside me. I cannot make any sense of it whatsoever. It seems as if we have come to this point where this is where America decides. Do we choose greatness or we do we just succumb to insanity? The cannibalization that I'm witnessing from the radical left and the crunchy granola munching Birkenstock wearing, you know, nation is incredible. Not just from the people that somehow got elected into office, but their words. And not only theirs, but consumer. They are literally eating each other up. Virginia is, 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 is on fire. We need to have a re-election of a governor. AG will be ousted. I mean, how can you be at the highest power of law enforcement and be considered racist? I mean, you know, they're trying to soft it over where uh, The View actually took a position on this, believe it or not, to show blackface isn't really a big deal by showing, you know, uh, Whoopi Goldberg and Ted Danson where Ted Danson, you know, used to date Whoopi and he had a blackface and she was like laughing and it was super funny. So they're trying to say, lighten up, man. Sometimes it's just funny to poke at people or poke at history. Oh, so it's lighten up when it's your camp, but it's hang them, you know, and kill them, lynch mob them, arrest them, impeach them when it's your camp. It doesn't work that way. You know, funny how Whoopi wasn't even at the taping when they showed that. But this is what we're witnessing. And you know what it's called? Presidential harassment. I actually 
coined that term uh, and used that term two and a half years ago. When he had already won the election and as president-elect, they were just constantly harassing him. And it is presidential harassment. They're harassing anyone that's associated with the president, related, worked with, met, had coffee with, even waved hello to. They're harassing American citizens that support the president of the United States. It's pure, utter presidential harassment. I mean, that should be insanity is the theme of the day. I um, wanted to play a few clips of what these insane people were saying. Ocasio stated that they are a Native American land and that Latinos are actually Native American. I, I kid you not. Let's find it where she starts. Here we go. Let's listen to her. Let me try to get this up for making this presence, uh, making your presence known here, for, for making this happen. Um, you know, this is, a, this is one of the most urgent moral issues and crises that we have in America. To right abolish now. ICE. This is why they're talking. This is not a political issue. Children dying in detention centers should not be a partisan concern. It should be a universal concern for every American in the United States. You know, earlier this week, we were here and we were hearing inside that Capitol, the State of the Union, and the president said something. He said and spoke of the idea that he likes, quote unquote, legal immigration. But that is a lie. The president does not like any form what? of immigration. What? He has been cutting down and imposing restrictions on legal forms, on the diversity visa lottery. Okay, hold on. Now, he doesn't like legal immigration. I could tell you guys, my husband is a legal immigrant. Didn't take long to process his renewal of his permanent resident alien card. Because guess what? He's a law-abiding person. He has no criminal record, right? And that is what counts. You will not come into our country if you are a criminal. These women, and it was on Fox News. Um, there was a lady before that that looks like she eats her victims. And call me whatever, fat shaming. I'm chunky too. I'm okay with that. Uh, you know, obesity is not something that we should be embracing. I'm sorry. But anyway, she sat there and she was saying things like, look at 21 Savage. He's in detention. We need to abolish ICE. And it's like 21 Savage is an illegal immigrant. Um, Maybe he may qualify for dreamer status, but he lost that the minute he became a felon. Uh, So he is not an outstanding member. He is, there are no excuses. You are illegal. You are done. Uh, I, I don't seem to understand why they can't get that through their head. But let's keep going. On family reunification and so on. He's ending TPS. He's ending DACA protections for DREAMers. And in doing so, he is taking away the documented status of... Wait wait a minute. Didn't our president offer them TPS and DACA and they refused it? How is she saying this? Like, who are they talking to? People, obviously, that are not paying attention or that don't care about facts. Because if we remember correctly, our president gave him an extension on the DACA and TPS. And he said, we'll work through that. I'll give you that since you really want it. And now they're saying he's 
not working with that, that he's taken it away. He's abolished it. He's not letting people come in. But wait till you see and hear what Ilhan Omar has to say after Ocasio, which is insanity. Thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of Americans. In doing so, he is criminalizing a population of people in the United States. And now he is acting, asking for, full, for $5 billion billion dollars he's criminalizing illegal immigrants keyword illegal here to continue to militarize and weaponize a force that has zero accountability that who's who's uh, rather whose director and whose secretary has no idea when she goes in Jabs front of, of a hearing how many children are dying in her own care under her then own maybe watch, she should tell us and they have the audacity to ask for more money to fund that i don't think so no. i don't think so <laughs> it's like five people not guys. only will we not agree to fund that but we're here to say that an agency like ice which repeatedly and systematically violates human rights does not deserve a dime they do not deserve it. Oh my gosh. Dime. It is until they can prove incredible. that they are honoring human rights, until they can make a good faith effort to expand and embrace immigrants, the immigrants in this nation that have always been a part and have always been and always been a core element of American democracy. Until we they should can embrace prove all illegal immigrants to an American ideal, they do not deserve any resources for their radical agenda. Mm -hmm. We have to have respect for children, respect for families, respect for human rights and respect for the right of human mobility. She believes this stuff? Because it is a right. It is she's a right. got like teeny boppers behind because her. I hope ICE is there. on native land and Latino people are descendants of native people and we cannot be told and criminalized simply for our identity or our status. Okay, so you heard that, right? Latinos are descendants of native people and we're on native lands, right? Okay, so now we get to Ilhan Omar who has to answer and she's talking about the Muslims. And like this happened this morning. Like this is how insane the world is. And you know what's funny about Ilhan Omar? She claims to be a refugee. She's a Muslim, but she's a refugee from a country that marginalizes Christians, Right. So how is she running away from a country that marginalizes Christians when she's a Muslim? And here's a fun fact. Her real husband, the one that she has three kids with, actually lives in Somalia. Yes. And he's married to other women. This is why she hasn't reported that father of her three kids. And guess, well, I'll hold that until me and Laura break that. But Ilhan is supposedly a person who came into this country when she was a child, yet for some reason can't speak English correctly. Um, and why do I say this? A lot of people point out nuances that I have with speech in regards to how I um, articulate words, the kind of vocabulary I, I use. You know, I sometimes don't say parking lot. I say car park because that's more of a European term. Uh, the the language that she uses, like the word she said, inhabitor, she called our president the inhabitor of the White House. She didn't say that man that sits there or the president, which was obviously a derogatory term. And just so that you guys know, 
In Arabic, when you call someone an inhabitor of a place, it means that they are wrongfully there. Okay? It doesn't describe that they live there. It says it's kind of like a squatter. So this is where I need, you know, I should put my little linguist hat on and tell you guys the way she speaks about things tells you a lot more than what you can understand once you know uh, the context of it. And the context, when she spoke about our president calling him an inhabitor, uh, she in essence uh, used a direct translation in her mind. So she translated it in her mind from Arabic to English, which is a way or a form of saying like imposter, squatter, uh, illegitimate. That's why she called him an inhabitor. Okay. So here's where she speaks now. Shark, unless the mouth of the shark is safer than home. Doesn't really sound like she's been here and since she was a kid. And for many of these families who are coming to our border... They are leaving situations where it is safer for them to risk starvation, to risk possible rape, to risk possible death, because they know, they know that the the smallest hope of survival is much more bigger and better than just standing still and waiting, waiting to not have an opportunity to start anew. I know this feeling very well because my family did the same exact thing. Liar. In the dead of night, liar. we decided we weren't just going to wait in our home. That was false. And wait for militia to find us. Wait for us to starve. The militia Wait only hunts sisters, out Christians. My aunties and the women in our family to get raped. But we were going to risk the walk to cross Guess where the they went? They went to Kenya. Kenya. We were going to risk Who else is the from starvation Kenya? to find a new life. We were going Lies. to risk it all. Lies. And so I understand the pain, the fear the struggles. I cry every time I see a little girl standing in the desert waiting to get processed into this country. Right? Because we should just I let them all in. remember what that felt like. Yeah. No, you didn't because you were recruited. But the but difference okay. between what is happening to some of these little girls and me is that I didn't. I didn't have a cage waiting for me. No, but you had an arranged marriage. I had an open arm. People with moral clarity. Lutheran social services. us and saying, you've been through a lot. Of course you did. Here's your new home. You're our new neighbor. Do you need water? Do you need food? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Shame and on in her. in this country, in the United States. She's crying now. People are not welcomed that way. They are separated and processed. To make sure that they're not being trafficked. They are detained and tortured. Tortured? What? We waterboard them now? Interesting. And we can't 
continue to allow that to happen. Really? Because none of that is really happening. under our watch. Under her watch. Power. Budgets. Casio really said that too. We're in a power. Statement. Statement of our moral values. Oh dear. And in this Congress, we cannot have a budget that does not further our values. We have a value of upholding human rights. We have a value. So we're spending immigrants. billions in medical facilities we have and a feeding value them, but we're not. Of tolerance and acceptance. Of course. Are you guys listening to this? This is insane what she's saying. we can't lose it today to a president and administration that is morally corrupt. Morally corrupt? Oh, my gosh. She's the one in bed this with ISIS. This administration and this president This woman needs to be exposed. Morally- corrupt insanity pure yeah, insanity we have jihadis calling us morally they see corrupt dollars they see campaigns they see cheers they see rallies the one that used federal funds to raise campaign we see funds humans is speaking because most of us have been the invisible in our communities we know what it means to jump out of policies and to recognize the faces behind them Jeez. And so that is what we are committed to doing here. She talks this just like Obama. This is going to be the Congress that sees beyond the policy. That's right. That sees the faces of the people. Guys, there's like 10 people maximum there. My sister there. Alexandria is correct. Because when she says this president does not care for legal immigration, for him it is just a talking point. It's a dark whistle. It is something for him to say... I really wish that you guys could see the people for him standing to behind her. Continue his detrimental policies that will morally bankrupt us. That's right. Because we know, oh my we know that he has a Muslim ban. A Muslim we ban. Know there that we go. He is not. He is not interested in having families reunify legally. He's canceling the okay. temporary statuses. Okay, so we're going to stop her right there because she just goes on and on. It's very onerous and circular. But that was a point I wanted to make. You know, she's um, sitting there telling us how we should think, how we should talk, how everything should be, uh, you know, correctly done because that's the way it should be done. She is literally putting it in a form of hate and loathing of American citizens. She is calling us all morally corrupt. She is telling us wanting security is wrong and that we should put our foot down and we should abolish ICE and we should just open our borders. And then she calls it a Muslim ban. Of course she's going to pull that card. But here's where we get to Rashida that starts crying right out of the gate. Let's listen to Rashida before the break so we can analyze this uh, over my next half hour. We went from talking about an American dream to a nightmare, to dividing families, separating children, putting them in cages, to deaths, to um, uh, so much inhumane uh, 
conditions in our detention centers that I hear about every single day, even as a former immigration attorney I would hear about, at not access to medical care, all of the things that I think are so important. I grew up in probably one of the most diverse communities in Detroit, in Southwest Detroit, 20 different ethnicities. You know, after 2003, things changed. When ICE came, it was literally, it wasn't at the border. They were going through our neighborhoods, patrolling, actually having checkpoints at certain main streets, asking people for IDs, people running around our park, getting held up and saying, let me see your green card. Post 9-11, right? ICE completely transformed my neighborhood that I grew up in. The neighborhood that she ran that she it never lived in, right? Safer. It actually put us more in jeopardy, more people afraid to speak up, more people Her afraid election to reach out is even to illegitimate like based on that. For help. It actually has hurt us more. I don't know about you as a Muslim in America, as a child of immigrants. I don't want to wait for an apology. That's because right. that's what's going to come. She's because you're going to realize what they did was wrong. It was human rights violations. I'm tired of it. Just like our black Americans in this country are still waiting. That's right. And so I'm really tired of us sitting back and saying, well, we got to get the information. Guess what? We already know people died. That should be enough for us to act and to say that no more money towards an institution that is demonizing and criminalizing our immigrant neighbors. That's right. right. We don't want a system that basically has taken away the core. Okay, let's stop right there. She's saying that we're criminalizing our neighbors. Remember, Mexico is automatically deporting anyone under their new president who is not, uh, you know, complying and getting a biometric uh, ID and background check. So what they're doing is they're talking to people that have no idea what is really going on. And it's about time we brought the Mexican news out. I had Cindy Shemp on my show who on Monday who outlined it for you, who told you just what their plan is, how much money they're pouring into. And the Mexicans are not having it. But, you know, they can't turn around and call all Mexicans racist. Now, can they? Because then it just kills their platform. This is where we need to start the conversation. This is where people need to confront Rashida and say, well, Rashida, Mexico is deporting people at their borders when they come in if they don't succumb to background checks and biometric filing. What do you have to say about that? Is that racist? The fact that they're funding to rebuild their southern border again, is that racist? But it's only racist if we do it, right? Keep that in mind as she starts to cry. Our values of the American dream. And I talk about this because when I came into this, you know, when I came um, with my mother in her womb, I remember my mother. So her mom committed that pregnancy thing, the opportunities for her daughter residency. Never, never could I imagine her having to go through what Jacqueline's mother is going through today. Jesus, I have to turn this off like right now. I can't watch her cry. I'm done. Guys, this is a big problem. We have them spreading disinformation. I'm, I needed to just hold my tongue right there because I am so up in arms that our media even allows them to have a platform. First of all, Ilhan Omar's campaign has violated multiple FEC regulations, number one. 
Rashida, the same thing. She ran in a district she didn't even live in. She didn't even qualify to run in that district, and she still ran, and she's been elected. These two should not even be allowed in office as we speak. And when myself and Laura Loomer expose to the world exactly who Ilhan Omar is, because remember, the father of her three children is married to other women living in Somalia. She went on the record in 2016 to ask for leniency for refugees that came in to the state of Minnesota through the same program she used, and I say it again, Lutheran Social Services for trying to join ISIS. She had connections to those people. We have terrorists in our house. This isn't about being Muslim. This is about being a terrorist. And right now, they are pandering on the demi-educated and uneducated persons of our nations saying things like this. They want to abolish ICE. And I'm going to tell you now, And I said it before, in Minnesota, there's an AG who wants to abolish ICE, a governor that wants to abolish ICE, and now they have someone in the house that wants to abolish ICE. Minnesota has areas called Little Mogadishu, packed with terrorists, packed to the brim that demand that we have Sharia law. Everyone was mocking the statements of having police patrol in New York uh, for uh, the Muslim communities. You know, the Muslim patrol cars. Now it's coming out. Me and Laura have been talking about it for three weeks. When's it going to come to our town? I'll see you all in a few. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, Hey, try this. Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855 855-700-2978. 855-700-2978. 855-700-2978. That's 855- 729-78. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. 
If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My Pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable My Pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My Pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. My Pillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. My Pillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. My Pillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code Red State. That's 1-800-961-9194, promo code Red State. Put sleepless nights behind you with My Pillow, the most comfortable pillow you will ever own. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Welcome back to the second half of my first hour at the Tory Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. Remember, you can always find me on Red State Live, Monday through Friday, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, find me on torysays.com and obviously on Twitter and uh, Gab at Tori underscore says. Uh, so what we heard today was pure insanity. But before we close the insanity depiction, we need to talk about Feinstein. So remember... She had a Chinese spy working for her for 20 years. Today, they're um, going to be discussing and confirming 50 people. You know, obviously, the president called them out, like, what are you doing? You're not confirming anyone. And she made her whole spiel about Barr. Now, we all know how I feel about Barr. We all know how I said that his confirmation would have been, been pushed to February when it was announced in November. Remember that? And I said, if he gets confirmed, which I hope he doesn't, it'll be all the way down in February. And, you know, a lot of people gave me heat for that. That's impossible. We need an AG. And it's like, no, it's going to drag its feet and it's going to take a while because I don't like him. And I don't think he'd be good for our country because he's dirty, 100% dirty. Uh, his history indicates that he's old money. You know what I mean? <clears throat> he's part of this gang and mafia. But what concerns Feinstein and the rest of the Democrats is that he is unwilling to release the Mueller report in full. To be honest, that concerns me too. I want to see everything. Because if you don't show me everything, then it'll allow them to have more talking points to say, well, this was covered up and this was covered up. And this is just look at him putting an AG that's just covering everything up. No, we want everything out in the open. We want everything. We want your FISA warrant applications, your um, 
illegal wiretapping and collection of information of citizens, especially ramped up from 2015 and up until 2017 with no warrants. We want all of that. We want everything that General Flynn has been singing along as you're questioning him for why he didn't say, hey, I said, hey, what's up to one guy? This is what we want. So I have to agree with the Democrats. Yes, I think Barr would be a problem because I want to see the report. And I hope that the rhinos side with the with the Democrats on that one and that they don't confirm him because I want someone that says, you know what? Poke the the redactions. Here y'all go. Take it. Do as you wish because you can't cover up something that is out in the open. So I don't even want to give them an inch of wiggle room to say that something was covered up. You know, because they're so insane. Like Schiff is like, you need to release these transcripts to Congress and the Senate about, you know, what Donald Trump Jr. said in the meeting. Well, um, that's already been done for two years. Why are you saying that? You're acting as if you didn't get that yet. It's already in the open and it's a big nothing burger. You know it. We know it. Everybody knows it. So the only people you're saying this to are the insane people that suffer from Trump derangement syndrome, TDS, which can be applied across the board. So I have to say that the pure insane conversations uh, between Lindsey Graham, who I loathe as well, who I don't trust as far as I can throw him, I guess I'd be able to throw him a little bit. So I don't want to use, I don't trust him at all. How's that? (laughs) At all. Not even one Armstrong. That's a really small distance. Not even to the negative 100th power do I trust him. So we had two clowns introducing and talking about the fact that they're going to be putting forward for confirmations. And, you know, um, Weinstein was like, nope, you know, about Barr. He's not going to be releasing it. We have concerns. Even though they they know that Barr is on their side, um, you know, they're kind of curious about why he would hide it. And for me, um, you know, this bodes not well. We want someone that's fully transparent. And we're going to get full transparency. I hear my friend John is in a lot of trouble. Aren't you, Brennan? Comey's been kind of in and out, right? It's it's really quiet. You know, they come out and lash out. And, you know, most of them don't even tweet themselves. Seriously, though. They have other people tweeting for them. Have you guys noticed these fake photos of Obama and Michelle as kids? Have you noticed them? Because the funny thing is, those photos that he's posing with supposedly Michelle are actually photos with his pocky... Pakistani boyfriend and they just superimposed Michelle's head with cornrows. It is ridiculous. They are really trying to infiltrate in any any shape or fashion they can. I mean, even with RBG, fake photos were flying around that that me and Scott Adams tackled and we could instantly debunk in a heartbeat. This is war and people don't see it. And, you know, our president at the State of the Union reached out with an olive branch and said, all right, guys, come on, let's stop doing this. It's like super getting old. We're tired. Stop. Just deal with it. I'm your president. So aside from that insanity, I wanted you all to pay attention to something very interesting. 
Instead, we had these insane people talking today. But the most insane of all is Pelosi, who I am adamant we should all be asking for, a, you know, a psych eval, an independent psych eval. The woman is not, uh, you know, in coherent. Uh, she can't stay on, you know, one topic. I mean, I have attention deficit. I have the, de- the attention span of a fish. And I get it. But she forgets things. But she did say a few things this morning, even though the microphone was hard and she wasn't on topic, which was that they're implementing ways of, you know, starting companies to uh, adhere to climate change issues like cars going smart, um, you know, for taxis, uh, talking about uh, automating supermarkets and places so they have less of a carbon footprint um, and pretty much putting this agenda forward. And what have I been saying forever? Yang is a problem. They are setting their agenda now. It's kind of like they're putting, you know, like farmers, they have to like um, put fresh soil um, so that way the new seeds that they're going to put in can, you know, take hold, right? They are literally putting in all that manure, the, the, the nitrogen-rich soil to plant his seeds. And they're doing it right under our nose, they will start telling you how important it is that it's better for the environment if we automate things. It's better if we have, you know, taxi cabs that are self-driving or that run on electric trolley waves or something like that. Or it's better if we don't, I don't know, um, have so many banks uh, where you can go get cash uh, because it's less of a carbon footprint. Insane things. Like the supermarket shouldn't use trucks. It should use this, uh, you know, to transport things. We shouldn't be using UPS and FedEx when you could use drones, you know, that have less of a carbon footprint. These are all little things that they're trying to put in place. And these are little seeds that they're planting everywhere for Yang to come in and just grow. And the water on it will be the insane radical left, which we're seeing in front of our very eyes cannibalize each other. And this is why him coming in would be like their savior. The left is cannibalizing each other. I mean, Gucci came out with a sweater that looked like half black. It was so disgusting. Like the sweater just looked really tacky. Like, you know, I didn't see blackface at first. Maybe, probably, because I'm not racist. I just thought, ew, what an ugly sweater. And why didn't they outline the red, you know, the red cut around the mouth with the green? So it would have been pure Gucci, right? Because if it had red and green, people wouldn't be upset. But regardless, I mean, that was just like a really tacky sweater. Like, why would you have, you know, a face cover sweater? But on the other hand, you have men in 10-inch heels, you know, walking like women, showing outfits that women want to buy. Really? Like, why would I buy something that a dude's wearing. I'm just saying, I'm not a dude. And people will be like, that's all sexist. Uh, I don't care. I'm happy being a woman. And you know, that magazine, Polyquads, that I wrote for, they were like, hey, you want to write something on feminism first? I was like, are you sure? Because I loathe feminists. They hate being women. They hate everything about being, I love being a woman. I love, you know, sometimes playfully if my husband says, 
get in the kitchen and make me a sandwich. Totally love it. I'm on board. I embrace it. I love raising kids. I love cooking for my family. I like being domesticated because you know what? I do more than the guy next to me because I've got 1 million things and that's because I can multitask. And, you know, I've said it before in my show, biologically, women are able to multitask more and that's because of a specific area behind our eyes where the chasm is called the supranuclei. That shows intelligence, but more more so not just like we're smarter, but the ability to multitask. And sorry, guys, it's, it's fact, you know. But feminists think that everyone's out to get them. Nobody wants to pay them. Oh, just because I'm a woman. And it's like, I would use that to my advantage all the time. You know, I don't know about other women, but I'm totally game being, well, I've never been underpaid for being a woman. I have never felt less of a person because I'm a woman. Actually, I feel quite the opposite. I have never been made to feel that, hey, you're a girl, you shouldn't be doing this. Um, You know, like for example, women should play football. No, they shouldn't. Nobody should be playing football, in my opinion, because of the brain injuries that they sustain later, et cetera, et cetera. But regardless, that's that's like a dude sport where they bang each other. I'm okay. I don't see how women, you know, smacking into, you know, a 300-pound man, you know, makes them any more powerful. It just means that they're like Jubba the Hutt. You know, I'm sorry. That's the way it is. I see it that way. And, you know, a lot of people see it that way too. Um, I don't see why girls need to join the Boy Scouts. It's for boys. You know, you don't have a wiener. Don't be there. That's the way it is. But the left has gone so far out there that they have set these regulations of, you know, feminism, women first, open arms, don't be racist, that they're now cannibalizing themselves by people in the past having worn blackface. Maybe someone said, ooh, that's so gay. And suddenly they're stricken from the record too. Out you go. You know, because tons of them have done it before. For sure they did. You know, not all of them thought that they'd get into politics. Well, well, most of them do. They're fostered into this. We know how they get groomed. But the bottom line is we're allowing them. Their insanity is going to eat them up. And that's only because there's people like you and I that are out there to just point out how crazy they are. I mean, Ocasio used to bartend. And, you know, she's kind of like, you know, there's tons of compromising videos. There's tons of stuff that people have on her. Tons. But no one on the right is going to release anything like that because we don't care. See, we don't care because none of that is going to um, help us, right? It doesn't help us. It's not something we can use against her by her flashing or, you know, talking profanity or, you know, you know, saying things that you would only hear in a Cardi B song. That doesn't benefit us. But it would benefit us if we found racial speech. But, you know, she does quite well on her own saying stuff. This is what we have to do. We have to sit back and let them take care of themselves. And we are. And we have to be patient, but we're not. I'm very impatient. I want to see perp walks and we're going to see them. It is pretty incredible what is happening today. We've got these confirmations that may or may not happen. 
and I'm going to be watching like nobody's business. We have the left cannibalizing itself and trying to find a new direction. And their direction is to focus on climate change and automating things and bringing AI and robots into the picture, right? And this is what for elections 2020. I need all of you to be on board and listening very carefully. Do not pay attention to Kamala Harris. She's way too arrogant to even get elected. Elizabeth Warren, that went out the window because she's like, there's probably more documentation where I referred to myself as Native American. It's not my fault because I just believe my family stories. So, okay. So, um, that's done. Cory Booker doesn't have a chance it's his chances of becoming president are the same chances I have that the temperature will suddenly be go above zero in the next 24 hours here, um, where I'm at in North Dakota. So this is what is going on. They're funding the DNC. They're funding the DNC. They're raising money for this guy gang who's pretty much winging it himself. I've invited him to the show and you know, a lot of people that I've spoken with, even Scott Adams told me he's not going to come cause you're going to attack him. And it's like, I'm not going to attack him. We're going to have a round table. I think I'm pretty reasonable. I'll ask him all the questions and poke holes in what he says. And he can poke holes in what I say, because you know, if you look at it at first instance, like his press release that he sent right before the state of the union, but it was his answer to the state of the union was super alarming very alarming. He was saying how automation is coming and it's destroying American society. He's telling you this problem is coming, which is true that we need to mitigate because as artificial intelligence becomes uh, stronger and a, and, a, and a bigger portion of our lives, because it already is a big portion, right? There's two of us. There's the tangible you and the AI you, right? So AI is becoming more dominant every day. It's growing exponentially. And yes, we are going to have problems. We are going to have problems finding jobs for those that haven't integrated into the system. We are going to have problems of privacy. We are going to have problems of practical hands-on work because it will take over for that. So he's right. It's going to happen. But it's not going to happen now. But it's going to happen. So what he's saying is because it's going to happen, here's how I'm going to fix it. I'm going to speed it up. And give everybody free, you know, money, anyone over 18, no strings attached to thousand dollars a month. And, you know, to someone who's dumb, doffed and unable to comprehend economics, if everyone starts to get an extra thousand dollars for nothing, supposedly, uh, do you not think that the price of milk and gas and everything is going to go up? Of course it is. You can't just create and boost people from sub-middle class to middle class to upper middle class just like that. That's 12000 additional income per person. In a family, that would be 24000 That could boost them up into upper middle class just like that. You think there's not going to be inflation? Of course there is. That's how communism works, right? everyone suddenly has a lot of money. There's a lot of money. So more demand supply goes up and demand stays the same. And then you have to balance it out. Right? Cause if suddenly everybody had an extra 12 grand a year, you know, they'll be buying more stuff. So the demand's going to go up. So then they start producing for the demand, but then the demand doesn't go even higher. Right? And so then they have to adjust it. 
this, I'm just trying to put it in more layman terms, right? I have to adjust it. So rather than you paying a dollar for, you know, your water bottle, you're suddenly going to be paying $3 because they have a surplus now. This is how it works. This basic economics, but see, people don't think that far. So this is dangerous speak where you show people a very real problem that is too calm if mitigation is not done. And you tell them that the solution isn't waiting for the problem to come, but to expedite it and capitalize it. Right. And it sounds super reasonable, very reasonable. But the thing is, it's reasonable in theory, never in application. See, as a scientist, I could tell you in theory, I've got a lot of things that would work, but in application, it wouldn't like my research on telomeres in theory and on, you know, computerized models, it totally works, but it doesn't. I'll give you an example. So the guys that actually decoded the first, um, human genome, you know, the human genome projects, there were two of them that worked within the government. One guy was named Craig Ventner. Um, I actually went to his lab. I find him incredible. You know, he's a guy that dropped out of high school cause he didn't have the patience, was a D student, studied, got into genetics, got into all of this. And now what he's, he's got a huge contract with a, um, oil and gas company to create a bacteria and specifically the bacteria that he's using is called genet uh, genitalium um, microbacterium genitalium. It is the specific bacteria that causes UTIs. Okay. If you have a urinary tract infection, that's the bacterium we have. And specifically that, that bacterium is, is a micro mycobacterium, meaning it doesn't have a wall. It's like a booger, right? It's like mm, jelly. So his task is to, um, create an organism that makes fuel, right? Um, and he's using corn, trying to get it done, you know, and trying to change the genetics of it. So this is like, what was it? Like seven, maybe eight years ago, I went to his lab, hung out there for a couple of weeks, um, to just see how he was working on not genetics. And so what his idea was is because it's a very small and simple genome, cause it doesn't have walls, you know, but it has virulence, right? Because it does give UTIs. What he did was, is he decided to cut out the genetic code. So since the genetic code was small enough, he thought I'll cut it down. So it just exists basic metabolic functions, right? And it worked. And he actually inserted a gene that would make it blue right? Just to show that he can manipulate the genetic code of this bacterium, which he did in a controlled environment. Again, in theory, because theory is also controlled environments. So he knocked out all these genes, um, that he knew were outside of basic metabolic rates. So it would be kind of like just existing. I exist, I can reproduce, but I only exist, right? I, I can't attack because my virulent genes have been removed. Well, so he did that. The minute he brought it into a natural environment, suddenly virulence genes started to appear because it's something called epigenetics and junk DNA that we don't know a lot about. And remember, this is a bacterium that has circular DNA. It's not as complex as ours. It's the same type of DNA that we have in our mitochondria that, um, you know, genetic defects within our mitochondrial DNA, because we have two DNAs as human beings, right? Mitochondrial. And then, you know, our traditional, as one may say, DNA, um, they're small because they're bacterial, they're circular. 
So he couldn't figure it out and he's still trying to figure it out as to how we can do it. But remember out of, let's say, so all your DNA, 75% of it is considered junk DNA because we don't know what it does. It's just a bunch of nonsensical as they say, which is probably where the, the sauce of it is, right? So we don't know why in a controlled environment or in theory it works, but it doesn't work in application. And I say it again, it's because we cannot control life. We cannot control humanity. We cannot control things that we've not created. I mean, I've said this before. We can't even predict the way things will go with humans because you can't even treat them as a, as, as an absolute note in mathematics because you it is so intricate and so specific. So for this organism, that, you know, organism that is probably the lowest on, you know, the, the chain of organisms in regards to DNA complexity, you can't even make it so that it's not virulent. So how are you going to change it? You can't. So in theory, it works in application. It doesn't same thing with Yang in theory. What he's saying sounds amazing. It promises a utopia, but when you put it out there, it doesn't work like that. That is the bottom line. And we see it from the, the basic cores of science with trying to manipulate characteristics of a bacteria, right? That doesn't talk to you. Well, they actually do talk. It's called quorum sensing, but that's another topic, but it doesn't like, have like, and they do have social constructs in a way, so way, but it, you know what I mean, right? So something so basic, so simple, you can't apply a theory that would in essence work in a controlled environment and you want to pilot in the natural environment and, you know, and it can't happen. So what would make you think that a theory so grand, so promising and promising of utopia if you apply it in the real world to human beings that you cannot predict, you cannot see how it goes forward, just like that bacterium, which is less complex than a human being. And I'm not talking like biologically, but every single person right now listening to me is completely individual, completely different. I cannot predict what you feel right now. I cannot predict how you will respond. I cannot predict what your limitations are. I can't. So in theory, in a controlled environment, assuming people all have a basic IQ of 110, maybe it'll work, but in application, it doesn't. And that's the point. They are throwing theories and made up stats in controlled environments to tell you how things would work. But the truth is being human, being intelligent, right? And being free is super ugly, messy. And guess what? You can't control it. And what do we know about the Democrats and this globalist cabal? It's all about control. I'll see you guys all in a few. I will open up my phone lines right after this short break. Talk to you soon.
town in Tennessee, a long way from the suits in D.C., but close enough now to see this mess. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper, and grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper, just to bury my kids right up to there. Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says. For the next hour, I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Tori. We're at the second half of the Tori Sess Show. I opened up my phone lines. Would love to hear from you if you guys want to discuss something in particular. Again, the number here is 215 Top Talk. That's 215 867 8255. So, I, during the break, I noticed that William Barr passed the um, you know, first pass in the Senate to go to the full floor Senate. 12 to 10. And it was all, you know, um, along party party lines, of course. This is going to be very interesting. William Barr's confirmation for me is one of the most interesting things we'll see in the Senate. We need to see which Republicans are going to go against it too. And you know what? I'd be game with that. I'd be totally fine. And this could have been the plan all along. To just put him out there, buy Whitaker more time. Because Whitaker's not a front guy, but he's doing a lot in the background. And, uh, you know, let it drag. So it'll be interesting. I can't wait to see the voting records on this. Can't wait to see who's literally uh, going to either make this happen or not make this happen. I am very excited to see this. I don't know about you guys, but I am stoked. I am excited. Um, you know, because I was right about it coming in in February, right? Now let's see who's, who's really on America's side. This is what we need to see. And I'm just going to leave it at that without saying too much on it. Um, so one thing I wanted us to do is kind of take a look at what our president has been saying in the past 48 hours with his words, through his tweets, which, like we've said before, is the only way you're going to know what he's doing. You saw that um, he had a national prayer breakfast. The only reason this man is in office, and I believe it with all my heart, is because of prayer. And um, that stems from the 2016 election. The election night, uh, you know, where... People from around the world, uh, piloted by, you know, the late Graham and many others, had a worldwide prayer. I remember I was in one of the live streams that have had over 90,000 people. And everyone just sat and listened to a prayer for maybe like 10 minutes. And that was to keep President Trump safe. But, you know, they never said for President Trump. They said for God's will to happen to protect our nation. 
to protect the unborn children. And this is what we see. Every single time he goes out to do something, what does he do? He prays. And today he held a national prayer breakfast, which is incredible. No matter what God you believe in, and I even say it for the Muslims, right? When you pray, it's uh, a time of peace for you, regardless of who you pray to. It is a time that you acknowledge that there are some things that you just can't explain. There are some things you just can't touch. There are some things that are just greater than you and you have to accept it. And, you know, as a scientist, one might say, well, scientists are atheists. Well, then they're hacks of scientists. Because any real scientist that has seen a cell, you know, on the most, you know, minute level operate. I mean, just to think. Every single second that goes by, your DNA is being unzipped red and there are 300 different cascades of proteins happening in a cell so that you can produce one protein from that one cell that is specific only for one purpose. This is how incredible life is. It was over 10 years ago when I attended um, the first attempt um, to PNA, which is more of a structured man-made DNA molecule. And the thing is, they did everything right. They needed life. So they thought, we can create it. And in theory, again, I say it, you get it. In theory, it works. In a controlled environment on your computer simulating, it works. But guess what? When it was put down to practicality, it didn't because there was something missing, some spark, like how in the Bible it says, and you know, from his breath, that's what was missing. You could, you can't spark life out of nothing. So prayer is very important because it humbles us as beings to understand that we're not even one being. We are just a mashup of cells moving at the same slow speed, giving us the impression that we are one solid. In essence, when you're touching the table, you are one. When you are sitting on the chair, you are one because your cells are touching those cells, regardless if you separate, because like I said, even cells talk to each other. It's incredible. If we understand just how much energy has been put into ensuring that this president is elected, not just energy in regards to planning, which was done, but energy in regards to prayer, to thought, and request to the unlimited universe that life be true, life be fair. I mean, we're at a time where killing an unborn child is okay. You saw Kamala Harris clapping it away. You can't tell a woman what to do with her body. Uh, Do whatever you want to your body, but there's a body within your body and that ain't your body. And regardless, you know, we are in a really evil time. The fact that we're even debating, is it okay to kill a baby when it's born? Is it okay to kill a baby in the womb? I mean, why are we having these discussions? These are barbaric. Too much of a burden. Disgusting. So our president is telling us from yesterday, 
He's talking about presidential harassment. But he did say Adam Schiff announces after having found zero Russian collusion that he's going to be looking at every aspect of my life, both financial and personal, even though there's no reason to be doing so. Never happened before. Unlimited presidential harassment. Exactly. See, when someone that is corrupt, someone that is dirty, someone that has uh, the the sense that you are taking away their power, they will give your life a thorough colonoscopy in order to hang you. They will look at everything. Whoa, you misplaced that pencil. I need to file a lawsuit. You misspoke here. Need to file a lawsuit. You uh, did this and, you know, it could be a broken law, so... Let's take you to court. This is how corrupt individuals work. And, you know, Adam Schiff has a lot of explaining to do because he's in some really iffy type business with, you know, professional pediatric and infant masseuses called little kids. Uh, The most disgusting thing I've seen. Oh, by the way, speaking of little kids. So, you know, Liz Crokin got a lot of heat for pointing out that Chrissy Teigen and John Legend are pedos. I'm totally on game with that. Well, I found a video today. I found it today. I tagged Liz Crokin on Facebook um, where she literally was asked on air, uh, what is, you know, and these are like crude questions, like what is your most, you know, um, weirdest or oddest place of public sex with John Legend? And she was like, best or worst? he was like, honey, of course, it's always the best. She's like, yeah, of course. Well, maybe it's that Obama thing. Barf, barf, barf. What? So what happened with Obama and they had public sex at Obama's place with Obama? Pizza hot dogs? You know, call me whatever you want, man. But nobody puts kids in pools for entertainment. Nobody pays $65,000 for hot dogs. Just saying. Especially if you're married to a man. Just saying. So let's just keep that. Uh, there is a video going around. Let me just find what it's named if any of you want to see it. It's um, from some like thing that you know, kind of talks up celebrities and you know, makes funny clips about how approachable and good they are. You know, it's just, just rubbish basically. Uh, let's see. What is it called? Um, okay. It's by Brit plus co. It was published on March 27, 2018. Let me see if I can play it for you. Um, I could probably play it from my phone cause you know, my system is a little bit weird. Let's see. Okay. 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 Let me put it. But John stole the dark meat, my John, because he's, he's <laughs> Public place, you did it. Is this the best or the worst? What did you do? The best. Okay, the best. Okay. Um, probably the Obama thing. <laughs> did you guys hear that? I, and, and this is like, they're, they, you know, they slip up all the time. But did you hear that? Could you imagine if a celebrity said that about President Trump, what would be going on right now? It would be fire, right? Or if they said it about Bush or Clinton, of course, Clinton, or, or you know, Reagan or Nixon or JFK, it would, we would still be talking about it right now. This is from over a year ago on an interview. No one heard that. 
You heard that, right? Am I wrong? Did I? Did my ears lie to me? Am I wrong? Did you hear her say that Obama thing? Shall I play it again, guys? Just take a listen to it. You know, she even talked about dark meat. Probably the Obama thing. That's disgusting. Just saying. Super disgusting. Uh, I have a caller online. Hi, caller. Welcome to the Tory Sess Show. Can you hear me, caller? Did I do this correctly? I can hear you. Okay. I can, oh, I can, I can hear you now. Welcome to the Tory Sess Show. Um, would you like to tell us your name or you don't have to or where you're calling from? Yeah, yeah. Yes, my name is Raul Valencia. I'm from El Paso, Texas. Hi, Raul. Are you excited that you have President Trump coming? Yes, ma'am. And uh, uh, I'm going to say something to you because uh, Scott tried to do a three-wall between the three of us a couple weeks ago, and it didn't work out. So this is my opportunity to, to say hi to you. And I'm a gentleman that's in a wheelchair, and I have uh, uh, some Trump sneakers that, that, that Scott has seen. And I will be wearing them. Hopefully, I can catch the president's attention because it's it's fifty-fifty. Uh, Going ahead, a lot of people trash me on Facebook because I'm probably the only guy anywhere that has these beautiful sneakers. I believe Scott has a picture of them. So mostly, I'm going to be at the El Paso County Coliseum for sure on Monday night. That is awesome. So. Have you reached out to your local so, GOP to see if you can get some VIP passes and um, have them connect you? I mean, uh, you know, you get with your local representative and tell them, you know, I really want to see him and, you know, uh, mobility yeah. issues. And they'll make sure to happen, to make it happen. President Trump loves to yeah. see his constituents. And the thing is, they, they didn't call them. I sure did yesterday, but they said we don't have tickets or access, so I registered online like they told me to. But I'm thinking I can sneak my way around. Maybe Secret Service can see me and notice my shoes, and maybe they can they can help me out. You know, because these these um these are these sneaks are a conversation piece for sure. And I had told Scott, you know, uh, I just love Tori because she's just hardcore straight up and I mean hardcore and I told them privately on the phone because we do talk sometimes and I said I love Tori because she just doesn't give a bleep what you think and she speaks her 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 heart and I was making reference to uh, your opinion on Ruth Bader Ginsburg you know so so yeah I'm I'm, I'm still adamant. I think I'm not wrong on that one with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I think she's been gone since October. I'm with you. I do not like Bill Barr, but I'll say this. The bar that's supposed to be in there is actually a gentleman from North Carolina named named Bob Barr. That's the real deal, not this guy. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, We'll see what happens because I was right about it dragging. uh, 
I am talking to you from El Paso, Texas, for sure, and maybe I can send you a report or talk to you uh, the Tuesday after or something because, I mean, I call Scott's show sometimes. And, in fact, toward the end of the show this morning, I woke up to listen. I fell asleep. I woke up toward the end, and he did mention my sneakers on there this morning. Well, maybe we should all mention your sneakers, and maybe I'll ask him if he has a picture that I could, that I could, um, you know, tweet it out. We can all tweet it out because I think President uh, Trump needs to know that he has fans. Every well, he does know that because he won the majority. But, yes. Um, he, you know, he how is. Can all I, how it. can I? How can I get it to you? Because I have the picture ready, the text or or whatever Send- I need to do. And what happened? What happened? I wore my. I have my Trump sneakers, my cap, and a Trump T-shirt that says I stand with Trump. So I'm going to wear the entire getup on on Monday afternoon, Monday night. And so I went to a Ted Cruz rally here in El Paso. I stopped on my by the hand. I said, look at my sneakers. He absolutely loved them. You know, and, and that's not what people think. They think that a lot of people on the border city, nothing but Mexicans that hate Trump, and it's not true. There's a lot of secret Trump people that, that love him. I just happen to be one of these people that, that is afraid to see it or show it, and I will remind you again, I am in a wheelchair because I have cerebral palsy, and that's why I cannot walk, but I was not in a car accident or anything like that, but I'm super, super aggressive like you are. Well, cordial at the same time. Well, you know, but I don't let anybody. Raul, it's not just the border people. The Mexicans themselves, they love Trump, too. And this is why AMLO now is having, you know, obviously AMLO's all talk, but he's implementing a few things. And they agree with Trump's position in regards to immigration, because if anything, Mexicans know what it's like to be overrun with immigration. And they're used to migrants, right? They're used to it. But now they've they've realized this is an invasion and it's not um, immigration. And this is why they're so strong on it. And there's no reason that we're not. Why can't we be? unified on when, this front. When, when you come in with permission, that's migration. But when you bust into somebody's house, bust their door open, that's not migrating in. That is called an invasion, okay? Yeah, no, well, that, 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 that was... That was something that the Europeans said. I mean, you know, even even like my, my family's, you know, my... My history, my heritage is from Greece. They've seen migrants all the time because a lot of Kurds would escape Turkey so they don't get slaughtered and they would, you know, come across the sea and everything. So they're used to it. But when they saw 15,000 arriving at the shore, you know, uh, of, uh, you know, on, on 20 shores at the same time during, you know, in, in a time period of 24 hours, that's an invasion. That's not migration. And I'll tell you something real quick. If if you need to let me go, that's okay. I understand. But I will say this. I I found a YouTuber named, I've had him for a while. He goes by Red Elephants, and he's pointing out the FBI statistics that what President Trump saying about El Paso is really true. And at the same time, you have the local KTSM station here in the NBC trying to actually debunk him all the while. And, And then you have... People that conflate things. I got friends of mine in particular that will tell you Trump said that that uh, migrant immigrant illegal things are down, and they kind of throw in something in there that doesn't belong. And I tell them he did not say that 
the illegal crossings are down since his presidency. He said that they're down in El Paso ever since the wall has been up, which is completely different. Do you, you follow me, Tori? I follow you. I've, I once went uh, just a few weeks ago somewhere and made statements, and I said something along the lines like, well, if a company is shopping around to see if their building is worth anything or if they can sell it to someone, then that means that they're thinking about leaving. And someone said, oh, my gosh, she said that they're leaving, and it's like, I didn't. <laughs> but okay. Yeah. You know, people and, and, misconstrue and, and, um, things. I actually, I'm on Facebook. If you, I actually posted that picture. And I mean, I I, I basically said, I'm going to be at the rally Monday night for President Trump. And for those who do not support President Trump, can pound sand and you can kiss my A dot dot is what I put on the <laughs> Facebook thing. But there's a picture of me on Facebook under Raul. Valencia, I'm in El Paso, Texas. But if I can find a way to get you the picture directly or through Scott, um, I would like for you to see me. And I'm right there in the wheel. It's actually a picture at the uh, Ted Cruz rally in uh, October is what it is. Well, that that would be great. I mean, I'm. Uh, you can always email me at Tori at ToriSays.com or find me on the Red State uh, Talk Radio Facebook group. I'm there too. Um, you know, through Scott, my email, my Twitter. I'm always there. Um, I I love to hear from you, my listeners. Can I send you the? Can I send you the picture at ToriSays.com? Yes, yes, Tori at ToriSays.com. Yes, you can. And or, or, or know for a fact that you and Scott speak privately all the time. I do have a cell phone, so maybe I can forward it to him, and he can forward it course, to you, and you can see it faster. Of course, because I was actually writing up a story about El Paso. I have a couple other people, and I should feature that. Because, see, the people of El Paso understand how important that border wall is. They understand yes. how important it is to, to, to be able to control who comes through that border, especially the houses that ride up to the border. And a lot of them lost land, right, right when they built the border. But they were okay with that in one sense of, okay, their security. But, you know, some of the land is actually separate and still in Mexico, you know, in that no man's territory, which is something that previous administrations did not do correctly. They should have right, done right. it around, even if it costs more money, because that is private property. But that's a whole other topic. I'm really excited right. about this rally. I wish I, I could go. Uh, yes, uh, I don't know. I don't know for a fact that there's going to be national coverage like all the time. Doesn't matter. He'll they show go it. Live. You know, they go live, but I'm not sure about El Paso, you know. And, and I'll say this, ever since he was running for president and every day after, I have never missed a live rally ever. Can you believe that? Well, I've been to many of his rallies. I was invited to a very private one in North Dakota, too. It, they are electric. Um, you know, I was, I actually went into the pit in the front and I was surrounded okay. by grown men crying. Like they were crying. Oh. Um, and you know, the stuff ah. that you would see at Michael Jackson concerts in the eighties, right? They were literally yeah, crying yeah. because, mm-hmm. you know, people under, see themselves in him. And I don't think people realize that, that he says things we all think about. He does things yeah. that we all want. And for some reason, the media is constantly trying to tell us, no, you don't really want this. You want this, and there was a yeah. I was. Let me let me be. Let me let me clarify. I have not been to physical rallies in person. I've seen them all on TV, 
for being that he came to El Paso, he's coming to El Paso, I'm, I'm definitely going to be there. And guess what? I don't have a ride. Nobody uh, wanted to go with me, so I'm taking the local city bus that comes to your house for wheelchairs and handicaps. So I'm traveling all by myself. You're going to do amazing, and hopefully they hopefully they seat you up front, and they have you as a VIP. I'm sure he his staff listens to all the shows, watches all the media, and maybe they'll hear this or see it when we do our write up. I'm trying to get with Haley to do a really good El Paso write up oh of history because uh, you know he loves to see the people that support him. He loves to meet his constituents. It's 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 a real thing. There was a meme that I came across that I shared um, just a couple of days ago um, that kind of goes along with what it says. The news used to tell you that something happened. Then you had to decide what you thought about it. Now the news tells you how to think about something and you have to decide if it ever happened. That is Yeah, fact. and the thing is, I, I try to talk to people because I'm more core i'm into reality and when you talk to street friends or regular folk and you try to explain to them about operation mockingbird that the news is not there to tell you the news they're tell they make the news and they decide they tell you what to think and i said the news has always been dishonest it's not real it's a production and to control emotions and how to control your opinions and when i tell people these things they think i'm just out of my mind of course and i know we, we have not had this discussion but i know miss Torrey lindeman knows what i'm talking about when i'm talking about operation Monty. and everyone who's listening right now and listening to you raul knows that that you know what you're talking about because we all see it we all understand it the news aren't there to report the news they're telling us how to feel about things and then we have to decide if that really happened you know um the break is coming up raul please feel free okay. to call in again it was amazing to have you on yes. and remember guys the number Thank is 215 top talk 215-867-8255 and i'll see you all shortly after the break thank you so much raul and i'm really excited for you going to the rally god bless you god bless Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855-700-2978. 
That's 855-700-2978. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My Pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable My Pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My Pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. My Pillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. My Pillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. My Pillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code REDSTATE. That's one 800 961-9194 promo code red state put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow the most comfortable pillow you will ever own for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit mypillow.com Welcome back for the last half hour of the Tory Says Show. Um, I was so excited to hear from Raul, um, and I'm really excited for him uh, going to the rally. I've been to rallies. They are electric. They are so much fun. And it's so great because, you know, a lot of people like to trash our president, calling him brass or rude or abrupt and not eloquent. Well, that's what we need in uh, in a time like this. We don't need dilly-dallying. We don't need to be playing ring around the rosy. We need to be hard and factual. And if your feelings get hurt, tough. Now, you know, I, I, the, the theme of today is insanity. And I wanted to point something out that's happening in my state. There's a juvenile who's 16 years old. And he's a black male from what I gather. And, you know, a lot of people be like, why are you mentioning it? Because, you know, there are racists around, you know, that that's how it happens. But this 16 year old child is looking to get 40 years of jail. He's being charged with the attempted murder for shooting a woman in the back. The court documents say that it happened in late December and it's been transferred to adult court. Uh, the, the, the young man's name is Daquan Smith. Uh, He's charged with attempted murder, two counts of aggravated assault, reckless endangerment, and delivery of an imitation-controlled substance. Now, one might say what happened. Yeah, he had a gun. He tried to shoot some woman in the back. He was selling some fake marijuana lace cereal. No joke. This is what's happening. And for some reason, my state decides that they want to trial him as an adult. Now, there is no excuse 
for anyone pulling a gun and taking someone's life in a drug deal. Uh, you know, the person was attempting to buy drugs. Apparently it went pear-shaped. Uh, so they were both uh, committing criminal activities. Uh, it was imitation, so it wasn't really drugs. And um, he uh, shot the person in the back trying to kill them, right? It's a crime. It is attempted murder. But here is where the morality falls again. And this is really touchy because a lot of people might be like, no, you do the crime, pay the time. Hold on. 40 years for a 16-year-old. Think about it. 16 years old. If he's 16, has a handgun, is attempting to sell drugs, what kind of family brought him up, first of all? Where are the parents? This is not something, and this is why I love the First Step Act that the president put in. This isn't reform. Locking someone up until they're 60, right, for something they knew was wrong, but in their eyes, from their environment, how they were raised, how do you know he wasn't being pimped or raped? How do you know his parents didn't start him on drugs? How do you know what his life, how can a state, this should be nationwide news, attempt to charge a child. He is 16. He needs to be reformed. I'm not saying he shouldn't do time. I'm not saying that. Don't mistake in that. What I'm saying is this is a child. This is the problem with society. We like to lock people up when they make mistakes and throw away the key. And then we let them out after whenever, 10 years, 20 years, 40 years. And we expect them to what? Integrate? They can't. They've been institutionalized. At the age of 16, you don't know what you want to be when you grow up. You really don't. You probably maybe already had your first kiss, maybe even your sexual encounter if you're, you know, open to that, you know, but you're a child. For me, this shows just how broken my state is and the people that applaud this because it is a child. It should not be tried as an adult. This is why they don't vote. This is why if someone raped him, it would be a crime because they are not capable of giving consent. Yet we're going to lock them up. This is the problem. We are not fostering our youth correctly at all, at all. We're raising them wrong. We're raising them in an educational institution that is promoting divisive behavior, promoting social grievances. It is so confusing and if, with children that are coming from households that are broken, which this kid did, it's just a recipe for disaster. If anything, when this boy, it, it, I mean, this just broke yesterday, so I'm going to be all over it and advocating. I want to know what judge or who allowed this to move into adult court. I know the crime is insane. It's a gr- big crime. It is. Shot someone in the back. I get it. But does that mean that we lock him up for 40 years? He'll come out when he's 60. He's going to be in a system with adult men that are going to be raping him every day in the federal penitentiary. He knows his future is zero, so he won't even attempt to build it. That is what we are doing. This is not reform. Just like our education 
is not giving tools to children to come out and be productive citizens. This is just one example. Like I am so up in arms. I mean, the comments from people that even have kids. I mean, there were only maybe two other people saying the same thing. People are like, oh, you shouldn't do the crime. If you want to do the crime, do adult actions, get adult consequences. What? But yet in that same court, a guy that molested a child again and again and again got two years. This is insanity. This is where we need to, 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 to put it down. How can these people call themselves adults? How can any of them still, how can any of them have children? I would hate to know how they raise their kids like this. Because the one thing about us humans is that we have compassion. We are kind. We look for the best in each. And our children, believe it or not, and, you know, uh, the first lady and the president keep saying it's our children, our poor children. Look at how many attacks they're getting from everywhere, from society, from social media. They're um, sexualizing children with these apps like Live Me where you get these perverts. Take your top off and the kid's 12. It's like, whatever, I'll do it. You know, um, creating this content that over-sexualizes children. Remember we had Vogue magazine like two years ago, putting out a whole thing where it targets children between the ages of 12 and 16 teen Vogue, right? How to have appropriate anal sex. Like why would a kid that still may have their baby teeth need to know this? We have schools that are embedding them with social grievances, with uh, not, uh, you know, using pronouns, with being sensitive, with hating hard lines, uh, to dumbing them down with common core math, where a simple multiplication problem like 15 times 10 is just do it, is now break the 15 down to 3 times 5, and then break the 10 down to 5 plus 2, or no, or what is it, 6 plus 2, and then make the 6 of three plus three, then three plus three plus plus two plus two. I mean, it's pretty insane. They're dumbing our kids down. They're creating these blurred lines of what's right and what's wrong. They're um, disregard for um, age. You know, they're treating children like adults. There's kindergartners that are being reprimanded in California for using pronouns like he and she. You know, we have, you know, this child literally grabbing a handgun or a shotgun, whatever it was, shooting this person in the back because maybe they saw that he didn't give them drugs. And, you know, he's a kid. He panicked. Maybe it trigger-fingered. Who knows what happened? We don't. The bottom line, though, it's a kid. And we saw that the Obama administration was the last one to tweak it to allow child marriages, to bring the, the, the age of consent almost down to 12, right? And at that point, we're, you know, you, one has to wonder, this is a time of insanity. This is what we're up against. We have our youth being targeted and the way that we're treating them is wrong. I mean, from the ones that break the laws to the ones that, you know, color their hair. I mean, if your kid's 13 and it wants to get orange and purple and green hair, I say no. I'm like, I'm your mom. I pay for it. I say no. 
God gave you blonde or brown or black hair, deal with it. When you're 18, do whatever you want or when you have a job because I don't kick my kids out after they're 18. I don't. I don't want to. I have an 18-year-old and I was like, tell me where you want to go to grad school. And, you know, I'll move there. I don't need you to think about bills. I don't need you to think, is my home safe? I don't need you to think about anything. I want you to focus on your future. And then when you are done and you are armed and ready, uh, because you don't have a curfew, you can come in here like it's your hotel. You have a boyfriend, sleep over the house. I don't really care. Bring him over, eat. I don't care. The bottom line is I want to give you the best tools and the best foundations because you are the best of me. And that is what every parent should be doing. Every parent should be on top of every single child they have in school and say, well, you know, the school's a little bit fruity. Let me explain it to you. Like my child doesn't even pay attention in math class because she comes home and she either gets a whiteboard lesson from me or one from her older sister who's, you know, a major in that. So it's, you know, we have to reteach we have to unteach the things that um this totalitarian government has instilled on our children we have to teach them what's right and wrong i mean my kids were shooting guns since the age of 8 they would never think of taking a gun and pointing it at anyone unless they were ready to pull the trigger that is something that people don't seem to understand how to raise their children correctly you know a lot of them well my kid run into trouble well you know maybe we were absent because I was like I was always traveling I you know my eldest I got to be with her after the age of eight more consistently my youngest I left as an infant and saw again when she was like two and a half these are you sacrifices we do, right? But on the other hand, you know, you have to understand that in your absence, things happen. And I saw it with my youngest. She wasn't speaking at the age of two and a half. You know, she was confused. Um, you know, she didn't recognize me. Uh, you know, my, my eldest was also confused, you know, going from a British school to a, a, an Irish school to a Greek school and having to learn their language and their, you know, uh, get acclimated. You know, whatever we do impacts our children. And we should always be there to rectify, acknowledge errors we made because, of course, I make mistakes all the time right? All the time. We all do. Nobody is, you know, immune to that. But the point is taking responsibility for it. And as a society, we should all be there to foster children, to help and promote the kindness. You know, my, um, my eldest the other day, it was like seven something in the morning. Uh, she was driving her little sister to work, uh, not to school before she was going to work or college, college, sorry. And she saw a man in a ditch. And remember, it's like negative 20 degrees, right? We've got, uh, you know, two feet of snow. Uh, the roads are not really being done. And some guy's in a ditch. And my eldest is like in her like, you know, house pants, you know, with slippers. And she gets out and she pulls this man out of the ditch. While other people didn't even bother. They just kept on going, you know, they were busy. And for me, you know, uh, when she came late right before, yeah, she was going to college and she was supposed to pick something up for me. And she's like, I was late on getting this. Cause I was like, that's great. I realized then that the mistakes that I made or the gaps that I left out of my kid, I rectified because I acknowledged my mistake and I went forward. I think all of us need to do that because I've, I'm, I'm so proud that I've raised such a good human being. I am. Because she's 10 times better than me. And that's what every parent should strive for. Now, there aren't parents like you and I out there. 
right? Not all the time. There's, there's loser parents that see kids as a meal ticket because they get food stamps or, you know, a meal ticket because they send them out to work and they suddenly have some imaginary disease. I mean, if, if you look at trolls, they have their family members trolling with them. It's disgusting. It's like a genetic thing, I think. But the thing is, do the, are the children at fault? Can you really blame them? And this is something that uh, our administration is focusing on, and it's the children. And this is something that should uh, that warrants national spotlight. I don't think any real person out there would say, "Yep, let's try this this bad bad person," you know, as an adult. You know, you sit back, especially if you're a parent, and you're thinking, "Man, I raise kids, and you know." If my kid did this at 16, I, I, I wouldn't, I would be shocked. I know it wouldn't come for me, but I would be shocked and I'd say, help him, not lock him up. Well, you know, but apparently this kid is not coming from a very good family and has been troubled all his life. And now we're going to hold him responsible for being dealt crappy cards and falling through the system. And, you know, because he has a name like Daquan, he should just be chucked into federal penitentiary, right? And this is real stuff. And, you know, I I hate divisive speech, but it does exist. And for us, for us that understand the difference between what real racism is and the fake one, you understand what I'm saying. The whole stereotype, I mean, I don't even know what is going through the mind. Like I am, I've, you know, I'm just shocked that no one is, uh, it's just me and one other person in the whole state saying, well, why is this happening? I don't care if he's almost 17, still two years away from being an adult. Why are you trying him as an adult? This is, this is just an example to show you guys just how insane our time is insane that we're saying that building a, a wall, a physical barrier, literally to stop crime, to stop drugs. Oh, and by the way, it was reported that, um, there were actually CIA agents caught by like a, a home patrol group, right? Like, um, I don't know, neighborhood watch people that made a citizen arrest on people that had drugs trafficking them, uh, speeding through, uh, you know, an open part, you know, where there was no wall and, um, they stopped them and arrested them and they were actually CIA agents. Now, um, I've actually reached out and, you know, they can't confirm or deny, but they did say that uh, CIA agents, uh, there was a valid CIA um, identification presented. So the question is, who are these CIA agents bringing drugs through our border? Who are they bringing drugs through our border? Remember, a lot of people keep giving, you know, a lot of mouth to our president for saying, uh, you know, he scrutinizes and questions his intelligence community. And it's like, you've got to be really dumb if you don't question every single person that works for you. You have to have blind faith. No, you don't. Especially when you've got them smuggling drugs and people. Who do those CIA agents work for? I'm waiting to see it on justice.gov. 
And I, you know, I have it pending as an article, just like I have pending in an article for over a week now. You remember how I was talking about the arrests at the Super Bowl, uh, finding, you know, um, traffickers just like they did in Detroit at the auto center. Well, one of them is like this big gamer guy has access to little children, works with companies like Twitch and whatnot uh, for gaming. And he is like a 20 something that was involved in buying or selling children. This is disgusting. Insanity is the theme of today. People are going insane and we have to acknowledge that this is not right. Uh, One listener and a very dear friend who I must say I am so proud of. So, so proud of because, you know, um, I don't know if he's listening right now or if he's working or sleeping, but, you know, he works at, um, you know, uh, one of those hard working blue collar, um, jobs where you're a specialist kind of like, you know, it's not manufacturing, I would say something else. And he's been working in that industry for a while. And, you know, the jobs market has been so great that they've opened up bigger positions and, you know, um, he went for it to get that supervisory position and he got it. And I am so proud of him because, you know, in this booming jobs market, this is, these are the opportunities that are coming to us as Americans. And he, um, by the way, uh, sent me a message, uh, over the last hour, um, in regards to, uh, what they were saying, um, of how the women that were talking were, you know, they have no disregard for the children. They don't even have respect for unborn babies. They think that killing a baby in infanticide is okay. Ripping a child from a womb is okay. What makes you think that a troubled child is something they care about? If they can't care about something completely innocent that hasn't been exposed. I mean, I feel so sorry for this Daquan Smith. Really, I do. I feel so sorry that he felt that he had to go pretend to sell drugs, hold a gun, and shoot someone in the back. I really do. Because no child wakes up and says, I want to be a criminal when I grow up. No child says, I want a drug deal when I grow up. But maybe he's seeing it from his parents. I mean, I see it all the time. I, you know, obviously a lot of us that are in the business of radio and news. I mean, look at Patrick Howley. He's been trolled like crazy by mainstream media trying to make him out as some guy with a, with an agenda rather than saying, you know, he did some great reporting right there. That's investigative reporting. That's real news. Instead they want to tackle him. So we all get trolls. I have some trolls and you know what? It's not just them. They put their little kids to troll me too. And that's disgusting. Like, how could you do that? That means like you're lower than low, but that's the thing. This is how insane they are. Uh, We saw C.J. Pearson being attacked by someone in Congress saying, you should fear us. And it's like, that's a kid, dude. I don't care if he's on Twitter. I don't care if because he's verified you felt compelled. You should do your homework because you look like a big loser by attacking a child. I mean, what is going on? This is insane. These are children. We're already raising them wrong in the public school system by poisoning their minds and teaching them how not to think. Now we're holding them to the same standards of adults. That is exactly what they want to do. Why? Just like France, they lowered the age of consent to 11 for rape, for sex, because it's still rape in my eyes. This is what they're doing.
They're trying to take away the innocence, to take away that childhood innocence that children have through your eyes. And the legal system is one way they do it. Emancipations have been on the up and up in the past four years. We've got kids being tried as adults. You know, there are kids that are that someone would say are innately evil. There's a case. I, I think I spoke about this before. It was really hard. Um, I was in London when I was studying this, um, doing a you know getting my LLB. Didn't finish it though because it wasn't part of my job spec. Um, maybe I will one day. I mean, it's like one class. It's property. But anyway, there was a case uh, that I was supposed to moot, and uh, it was of these children that had taken an infant um, and literally dismembered it while it was alive. And it was a bunch of kids. We're talking like six, eight, nine, four. And they took this infant out, you know, out, out of the house. The mom was in the house doing whatever. And um, I think if you Google evil children, infant dismembered, you might find the case. And they dismembered the child and, you know, they threw paint on it. You know, that's how you dehumanize it. If you change the way it looks, it's easier for you to detach, right? And that's what they do. They, 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 that's why they're targeting the MAGA hats because if you have a MAGA hat now, you're no longer human to them. You see, these are, these are, these are weapons and these are psychological cues because even children did it without knowing that they're psychological cues. So they threw paint on the face of the baby and dismembered it alive. And the mom found it dismembered with paint on its face and just dead and bleeding out, uh, you know, on these railroad tracks. And the kids didn't even feel like they did anything wrong. Now, the question then was, do we trial them as adults? I mean, how could you? Did they know what they were doing? Can children be born evil? I don't know. That was a really big struggle for me. I still stuck up for the children and said, you know, they need to be examined. We need to understand why they thought this was okay. We need to change these habits. And because we can learn from these things, just like this young man, I guarantee you the way he's been raised has a lot to do with how he reacted. And, you know, our children are desensitized to violence. You know, people will say video games. My kids have been watching rated R movies since they could talk. And they've been playing vicious video games like Call of Duty since they could hold a, you know, a gaming controller. It's all about how you raise your kid as well so that they understand what is reality and what is not and what is acceptable and what's not. So here the system has failed from his um, own innate home system to the public school system and now our judicial. So on that thought, let's just take that and think about it for a second of how we can change things, how we can have our government change things. Um, You know, President Trump is increasing the whole right to uh, choose your education. Uh, My state is pushing for home schooling, to get rid of Common Core, to decentralize education. Uh, We're seeing this across many states and the left is foaming at the mouth. Why? Because this is how they raise children that will have no future and thus be dependent on them. And always keep an eye out for Yang because 2020 is fast approaching and we're going to be talking a lot more about him. And hopefully if his staff is listening to this, I would love to have him on. Uh, We'd love to hear it from your mouth not from what we interpret. On that note, I wish everyone a safe, healthy, warm Thursday from all of us here at Red State. And I'll see you tomorrow, same time, live 12 to 2.
town in Tennessee, a long way from the suits in D.C. But close enough 